Hey, welcome back to the recap. We're excited to be with you for week numero dos. Welcome, guys. Nice. Good to see you. For our Spanish-speaking congregants. Yes, we're here to be as inclusive as we possibly can. Hmm. But that's all the inclusion I can offer in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> I know nothing else. <laughs> well, you know other stuff, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we are excited to be back. Um, we're hoping that this is beneficial. Uh, again, if you have any questions or thoughts or even just ideas, you can email us at infomyfreewaychurch.com and we can answer those questions as we do this. Um, we're hoping you have a good Wednesday, hump Wednesday, right? Middle of the week. Um, mm. We could just have a good pretzel dog. Um, and yeah. Pretzel dog. You have a pretzel dog before? Yeah, but. A hot dog pretzel? Not what? for forever. I've oh. never had Is that a California thing? Might be a California thing. It's a hot that. dog with the buns of pretzel. Like a pretzel, it's like stuff. amazing. That sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. You Let's get, get some from, matcha from cheese. Annie's. Oh, Annie's. Yeah. Um, we'll start with a fun question. Yeah, let's do it. Fun question. Okay. Here's the question. What is your favorite fry? So like what? what uh, oh, wow. My favorite fry. Favorite French fry. Oh, <coughs> scratch fries at oh. scratch. Oh, wow. Okay. I think they have the... Like, is that what you mean? The yeah, the like with the like the bulgogi on it. I li- that meat. Yeah, I really like those. Yeah. Or just like a classic. I like McDonald's fries the best as far as fast food. But okay, you only pick one. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Scratch or McDonald's? Oh gosh, honestly, probably McDonald's fries. Like, if I'm just really wanting some fries, that's what right, I go for. Right, fresh. Too. They're probably yeah. the ones I most crave would be the McDonald's ones. Yeah. All that sugar. Yeah, it is the sugar. I mean, I just watched a little documentary. like we'll salt and sugar together. When it was talking about why their potatoes are the, or their fries are the way they are, and it was like crazy with all this like extra pesticides and all this mm. stuff. They have to sit Ooh, for like six weeks in a, <laughs> in a warehouse to defume. Yeah, nice. it's like all this stuff. But uh, anyway, I would probably say McDonald's as right. well because it's one I most crave. Yeah. But Mojo's. Mm-hmm. Ooh, from Shakey's. From Shakey's Pizza California. in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little medallion cut with uh, some yeah. with some seasoning salt. Mm-hmm. Ugh, those are so good. Yeah, I would say McDonald's as well. Probably up there. I'm craving them now. Yeah. <laughs> After I watched that video, I was like, oh, I, I heard all the bad things, but I still want them. That's awesome. None of us said Chick-fil-A. They're not really French fries. They're not that hot take, but right. they're not as good. Yeah, right. Not really French fries. They're like in a different category. I'll yeah. definitely eat them. They're, you know what they're yeah. like? They're I like those them. Jeeps trucks. They're not sure what they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of another category. Yeah, and or those ones it. with the extra skin on them, they definitely don't know what they are. Right. It's oh, like, yeah, right. it's like, do I like it or do I not? And no, I'm pretty sure don't. I don't like <laughs> no. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know what's your best fry um, on this podcast. You can, uh, I think, you put a comment or something. Yeah. Um, also, if you had, can take the time and um, is it rate? Or review um, and put a five star on review. Um, Sub and thumbs up. And thumbs up. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, we're going to get jump into it. Uh, this last week, we continued our series called Clarity. Now, a lot of us were gone this Sunday. Um, we had a memorial service we went to, and so, but I, me and Isaiah both listened to it online. Um, Grace was in person, um, and so love to kind of hear some of your initial feedback on um, the sermon, and then we can maybe get to some 
kind of more specifics. What do you think, Grace? Yeah, I thought it was um, good and necessary for, like, as a body of believers to establish, like, what is the church um, in in light of the gospel and, like, as we, how do we, like, live as the church? And so, yeah, I thought it was good. And just, like, the idea that if you know Jesus, you're called to be part of a community and to work as a community to share the gospel with mm-hmm. unbelievers. Mm-hmm. I thought that his points kind of surrounding that the church is for Jesus and it's sustained by him as well, I thought that that was really insightful and helpful and nothing new necessary that we haven't heard, but mm-hmm. just the reminder again of this isn't in our own strength. This isn't our own creativity to create mm-hmm. this community. Mm-hmm. This was God's plan from the beginning. And it's cool to be reminded of that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, he did a good job. Uh, he said this as well in the preach, but a lot of uh, what he pulled from is on our website, um, on the About Us. If you go to, like, um, Learn More About Us tab, um, we have, like, a 30-page booklet that talks about kind of what we believe, and this is kind of laid out there. And I thought it was helpful for him to talk about what a church is not. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that... The church has um, uh, kind of been added to of like what it actually is, and so we would say it's a believers coming together honor Jesus. But I feel like nowadays it's like there's added stuff to it, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's just helpful to say, hey, this isn't what church is. The church is not. It's not just a hangout. It's not just a club. It's not just a place where like only perfect people can come to. Yeah. You know, it's not just a Republican church. It's not just a Democrat church. It's like. You know, it's good to to kind of say those things, especially in today's culture, because we we kind of like, yeah, we, we like to we like to change things. You know, we like to make it to where it fits us. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's true. And so, uh, you know, one of the things he he referenced, I think it was Acts two forty two, when the believers came together um, and they gave each other and sold things, and they went to uh, they it seems like it's like the synagogue every day together type of deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm interested to think your take on like, should we be meeting every day together? What you know, um, is this important? You know, is it important just to meet once a week? You know, which is like the American church. You meet on Sunday mornings. Obviously, we're trying to be a church beyond Sunday morning. But just your initial kind of take on that, like, what 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 do you think is necessary um, as we think about what a church is? Hmm. Yeah, I think. We, we are such a different community than the early church lives in. So I think that they lived a lot more communally in general, and we live much more individualistically, which I think makes the call to live in community even more, I think, appealing, but also necessary as well. So I think meeting together on a regular basis is, is really important, and that looks like Sunday mornings, but it also looks like discipleship groups or meeting and hanging out for lunch, doing play dates with people, um, going to help someone look for a new car and give insight for a single person maybe. Um, I think all of those ways are kind of the embodiment of what it looks like to actually do life together, which is modeled in the early church. So um, I'd love to meet more often, but our our American schedules make it, (laughs) I think, a little more challenging with school and being up early and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have that, I would certainly want to meet more. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think he said in in the sermon <coughs> that just a Sunday morning, and we say that as a church all the time, like a Sunday morning doesn't cut it as far as like being <coughs> the church on mission. And so, yeah, I think with discipleship groups and with um, just meet on, meeting one-on-one, it's so necessary to to do that, to be the church. And like you were saying, like the church should be our first like call if we need resources or something too like there are so many experts in different fields in our church and like what a better way to build community by just like using or like leaning on each other when we need yeah. you know i don't know something and i like about buying a house but somebody else in this church does you know so yeah hmm. that's cool yeah, I think I, I agree with you guys. I think there's a there's a necessity, and I think and I think sometimes that has to grow, um, because we are in a individualistic kind of society. It takes time to learn that you need people in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you need and you need uh, consistency, you know, because you often feel you can just do it on your own, you know. Mm-hmm. And most people would say, "Hey, my life isn't that bad." Uh, mm-hmm. Before you know, I haven't been to church, you know, I my life isn't that bad, but it seems like there's a life to be had, you know, that we don't know yet um, mm-hmm. until we really jump in, you know. Um, it's a part, you know, I think it takes faith to believe in Jesus, but I also think it takes faith to be in community, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think it just happens mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah, it doesn't. You know? And so Jesus died to give us life, but also to give us a community, the mm-hmm. church, the body of Christ. Um, and so I think it just takes as, as much faith to, to live in it. Um, and like our faith when we believe in Christ, I don't wake up and be like, oh, I hope God's real, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I've known him to be real. I've seen him to be real. He speaks. I listen. There's plenty of examples we see. And I think it's the same with the church. I think at some point we, we grow up and mature and we say, and the church is a good thing, you know. Um, and so what do you th- what do you think are some obstacles for as we as you know, as we invite our friends to church and family members? What do you think are some obstacles that stop people from coming to church? Hmm. I think there's a threshold that people like stay on one side of a lot of times where you can come to church and you can like come in late and leave early and no one really knows you. And I think that's easy in a lot of ways. Like I think it's easy to be a number and just like hear the word and go home. And there is like, fruit in that a lot of times but I think that like it can be difficult and for a lot of people to kind of cross that threshold and be like known by someone and to like show the vulnerability and like expose your like your true self to someone in fear that maybe you'll be like rejected or something like that and I think a lot of people just kind of stay on the one side of like I want to be, I want to dip my toes in this community, but not like fully be invested in it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that can be an obstacle, just probably fear. Mm. Yeah. I think that there also is that sense of people just being fake and being <laughs> being concerned that they're going to just find hypocrites mm-hmm. um, when I think a lot of people just really want it to be real. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that could be a hindrance, but... I think likewise is, I mean, we're all hypocrites, but also to be known and to be fully known by another person is 
intimidating, but then a whole community that you've never met before, can you trust them? Can you not trust them? Do they have alternative motives for us, you know, meeting on a Sunday together? So I think that people who are not a part of the church, it, it is more organizational kind of focused. And so I think that's the beauty of when they come in, that there's this like desire to honestly get to know somebody, to be a community to you, not just an organization. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, as a church, with the people who have come in, it seems like we're kind of helping to tear down some of those walls, that organizational things have been set to be like, no, this is more organic. We're mm -hmm. definitely much more family and friends than we are organizational. You know, we are organized in those things, but, right. you know, so I think that yeah. those can be some hindrances. Yeah, I, I do think both of those things we talked about are, I think, a lot of the obstacles that, that stop people from coming. Um, I think I think the one more thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about this last <coughs> night, I was preparing for next Sunday. I think that um, people maybe tend to don't experience, like, the bigness of God mm -hmm. in churches. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be because there's hypocrites and people are fake and those kind of things. And there's, like, too much organization. Like, we're going to plan every minute of the service so that's only an hour and 15 minutes long because we don't want people to stay too long because people won't come back. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a huge pressure that churches have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, if if somebody came to visit and they experienced God, wouldn't that make them want to come back or at least go to a church, mm -hmm. whether church or somebody else's, you know? And I think that I think that for me is probably the biggest obstacle. Is like, is Jesus in the midst of our church? You know, is mm. His presence in the midst of our church? Because you can have a really lousy worship team, a mediocre preaching, and feel the presence of God and be your life changed. Mm -hmm. So true. And oftentimes we have really good worship teams and really good preachers, and yet there's no change, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think an obstacle is just that, that, that like desire to see his presence manifested and shown and liberating people and freeing people and illuminating people to truth. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a huge obstacle, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know if the American church, I'm just broadly speaking, generalizing, but like had that expectation either, mm -hmm. you know, because we often say, well, you know, um, this only happens in third world countries or, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, maybe because there's a desperateness, you know, yeah. uh, maybe we're just not desperate enough or maybe we're just too comfortable, you know. Yeah. And so I, I do think those are obstacles that stop. And I think that part of our heart um, as freeway is to remove those obstacles so that, so that people can hear the gospel yeah. and feel loved and cared for by people, you know. Um, interesting that Jesus entrusted his message with people um, and not just entrusted them with the message, but with the care of it as well, like mm -hmm. the aftercare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like he could have easily said, you tell people about Jesus and then I'll take care of them from here on out. Like they don't need community. Yeah. Because they have true. the spirit. <laughs> but he's like, I want you to say it. And I also want you to take care of them, take care of each other. Yeah. And he knew we're broken. I mean, his 12, he had someone deny him, someone turn on him. You know, like oftentimes they didn't believe in him. And right. yet, like he still chose humans, broken people to 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 be the exact thing that's going to help us mature and to be more like Jesus, you know. Mm. That's what I love Ryan's. Ryan's thing was like, it's, we're, you know, we're, we're not perfect people, 
but we, we definitely want to mature and be more like Jesus and, and, and to push each other closer to him, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, as we talk about like, what is the church, you know, um, so the obstacles that we talked about, what would you hope? Um, maybe it's just one, one or two things. Um, what would you hope, uh, freeway more specifically, um, becomes in this year like the church itself like as a church a whole as a whole what would you hope that man i'll be you know this year i'm hoping that freeway is blah 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 i'll go first because you can time to think um i think for me i am i'm hoping that freeway becomes um a place where where um god's presence wants to be with us um, and, and I, and I say, I'm trying to figure out how to say that better, but, um, we often hear those scriptures. I think it's like some, the psalmist says like, you know, our prayers are like our music's like incense to your, to your nose, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, and I don't know, I, I can't back this up with scripture. This is just me thinking out loud, but I wonder if there's like just places in like churches that God's like, I really love to be there because mm-hmm. they really just delight in me. You know, I don't know, again, I don't know if that's scripture-based, but I, I do think that I, I want to be a church where God's presence is continually with us, and God delights to be with us as people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because we're working for it, not because we're, like, trying to make it better, just because we love him, you know? Mm-hmm. I would love for us to be a church that just loves him. And when people come in, it talks about in the Bible, when an unbeliever comes in and knows that there's a God, he falls on his knees and repents, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want God to be familiar with freeway. I want him to be like, oh, that's freeway. Yeah. And I, I want us to be like, oh, that's God. You know? mm-hmm. um, and it just takes time. But, but my hope is this year is that we grow in, in our sacrificial lifestyle of worship, not just on the Sunday morning, but every single day where we have stories of people calling us and saying, man, God did this, God did that. Right. Mm-hmm. God's presence was here. I ministered and this yeah. happened. Um, and then on Sunday morning, it's just really like a cherry on top. It's like, it's it's you know it's like the the party at the end of the week you know yeah and yeah. so for me that's what I'm hoping mm. uh, our church is known for um, to God but also just known known in our community it's mm-hmm. a church that really loves Jesus mm. you know yeah that's good what about you I think that one of the things kind of in line of what you're saying we've gone to we've been part of this cohort the last few months and one of the things that they've kind of been talking about is that the church is to be hospitable. And most of our focus is being hospitable to people, but they have kind of also included, are you hosting and being hospitable to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to be part of your church? Mm -hmm. And that thought has been really provoking for me as I just kind of consider what we do here. So I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I also think um, that, like, when I pray for the church, I, I always kind of go back to the Ephesians. I think it's in the end of chapter one where Paul prays that like the eyes of their heart would be open and they'd be enlightened to understand and comprehend like the beauty of the gospel and who Jesus is. And so I think just us being intoxicated more and more with Jesus would be what I pray for and hope for the most because when that happens, then I think everything else kind of falls into place where it should be. Um, and it makes us radical, makes us good people that are part of the community, good not just good people, but people who are intentional with community is what I mean. Mm-hmm. And 
um, that we're strong and we're bold and we're creative and all of those things, I think, get encapsulated in people who are, like, fully intoxicated by him. So that'd mm-hmm. be one of my desires, at least. That's good. I think a, a place where faith can be built or restored, I think that over the past few years, we've had a lot of people come to our church for the first time from another church, and maybe they've, like, got some church hurt or something like that. And I think, like, for our church just to be a place where where faith is, like, people can come in weary and, and have their faith be restored in, in God first, but also just in the bride that that it's, like, we're a safe place to be, you know. Yeah. Um, and also just for, I w- it would be so great if we could, like, start a revival in our, in our, in the triangle, you know, yeah. or in our state or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we'd love to, again, hear what you think uh, you would want your church to be. And just some last encouragement. Um, what is one thing you want to encourage people who are listening to this part of our church um, as they finish off their week strong. Um, again, we, uh, we are continuing this series next Sunday. Um, but what, are, what is the encouragement you want to give to people? I'd say just pursue, pursue the community around you. I think I said that last week too, but, um, if I think sometimes we can feel like, oh, people aren't calling me, so I must be out of the loop, but maybe people are waiting for you to call them too. So just take a step out in faith. Mm. And if you like want to spend time with someone, just ask them, don't wait <coughs> for them to ask you. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that the church functions in kind of two, two ways. One is that you get to receive from the people and from the community, but you also get to give. And so one of Ryan's points was to build up um, the community, and I would encourage you to look for ways to be intentional with the community, mm-hmm. whether you go to Freeway, you go to another church, that how can you build into the people around you and bring encouragement or a coffee or some lunch or um, encouragement or a scripture or, hey, I'm going to just spend some time praying. I think those are things that are underestimated, and we look for, like, bigger ways to do things, but I think, like, the simple, steady things are really important for us as a community as well. Yeah. Yeah, and the last thing I would encourage you uh, with is, um, one, keep showing up um, and keep being vulnerable as you meet people. And a good, helpful thing this week is just maybe read through Acts and the beginning of Acts and see how the church was created and the importance of the church and um, how thousands were added and they needed people to take care of the widows and the orphans. And there's, like, oh, how everything got kind of established. It may be helpful to to read that yourself. Um, but I encourage you to keep showing up, keep pushing in. Um, and, you know, muscle takes a long time to show. And so just keep doing that. And eventually you'll look back and say, well, um, the things I was insecure about, the things that I wasn't sure about are no longer issues, you know. Um, so, again, we want to thank you for listening. Um, this Sunday, we'll be back talking about the church again. Um, so, we talked about what is the church this last week. Um, and this week, we'll talk about um, what is the church meant to do? Um, what, what, what are we actually supposed to do? Are we just supposed to hang out? Or is there something that we're, we're called to do? Um, so, we'd love for you to invite your friends um, and join us on the in between from 1030 to 11. We're going to have some donuts and some good coffee and some snacks. Um, and invite a friend out. Let's have faith that as we invite people out, they're going to experience Jesus, experience good community, and hopefully life change wherever they're at. Um, Love you guys, and we'll see you guys next Wednesday.